This is Report to Wyoming. This show targets local issues that matter right here in Natrona County, where I talk to real people about their thoughts and ideas. For today's podcast, I talked to Amy Lee with the Small Business Administration. I got a recent email from the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics that said Wyoming ranks number 13 among states with the highest rate of business failure in Wyoming. In fact, the findings suggest that 23.5% of businesses fail within their first year. Over 50% fail within the first five years, and 65% fail within 10 years. I'm kind of a glass-full person, so I did find myself thinking that, wow, 35% of businesses make it 10 years, and odds are most businesses make it to their one-year anniversary. I later found out, and our guest will affirm, that 70% of business in Wyoming is classified as small business. Now, I wrestled with that term a little because it ranges a lot, Most industries define small business in terms of the average number of employees over the past 12 months or average annual receipts over time. They do have standards that vary. It all depends on the North American industry classification system, which makes this a little bit more complicated. But generally speaking, these independent businesses have fewer than 500 employees. Some have one, also known as sole proprietorship. Knowing that most of the businesses here are small, I wanted to learn more about what resources are available to these owners. And the first place I looked was the Small Business Administration, located in Casper. The district director's name is Amy Lee, and she explains all the things that they're doing right now to help. The Wyoming SBA, Small Business Administration. Small, but do we have a big business administration? We don't. Okay. That's what's so exciting about it. We're here to really help small businesses start, grow, expand. And it's kind of nice that it's headquartered here in Casper, Wyoming. Well, it's nice for us, I guess, in Casper. Yeah, Yeah, we have offices across the country and in the territories across the U.S. So it's, it's just wonderful to be here in Casper. And tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you end up here? So I've been doing this kind of work in Wyoming for 20-plus years um, and always hoped to work for SBA. Um, I started with the Women's Business Center in Laramie and had an opportunity to run the Procurement Technical Assistance Center for the state and um, worked for SBA up in Alaska for a while. And when there was a chance to apply for a job here, I jumped on it. And so what are some of the unique qualities about having a business in Wyoming? You know, I think Wyoming um, is business-friendly in so many ways, and there are so many resources to help businesses here, and we really want to see business succeed. It's not like that everywhere. Here, I feel like we're rooting for the businesses. And I'm wondering, too, if it's more and more popular to shop local or if that's just me being delusional, but I like to think that people are, especially post-pandemic, really wanting to see small business thrive. Have you noticed a shift You know, that's a really great question. Um, I have noticed a lot of people talking about shopping small. Certainly Small Business Saturday is near and dear to our hearts at SBA. We really try to encourage that, not just on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, but all year. Um, So we love to see it. At the same time, it's also very easy to not shop small and find ways to order things from Amazon or other, you know, larger Um, companies. So I think people have to be very deliberate in choosing to shop small. And then I wonder how it varies across the state, too. Here in Casper, we have enough people that might pop in and sustain a store buying things here and there. In rural communities, I can see the allure of just shopping Amazon or, you know, it would be hard, I'm guessing, to have a small business somewhere that's 
less than a thousand people. Um, because how do you, you have to have such a wide variety of products. Otherwise those niche communities, it's just, it wouldn't be there. You know, it really depends on what your industry is. And um, the same disadvantage of the internet can be a huge advantage for a really small retailer located in a rural area. They can ship products anywhere in the world, um, but they really have to be thoughtful in doing it. If they expect their walk-in traffic on a main street in a very rural community to take care of all of their sales goals, that may or may not be realistic depending on the industry they're in. I hadn't even thought about, yeah, the tool of the internet and Etsy and all these different yeah. avenues now. So you can be, I'm seeing an explosion in Etsy, by the way. I don't know if you have talked to anyone about this, but it's really cool to get unique products that other people, like there, there might only be a certain amount of them and not yeah. everyone has the same, that everyone gets the same aesthetic or look or whatever's trending, you know? Absolutely. And that's where I think our Wyoming Women's Business Center really shines in helping clients. So the Women's Business Center is based in Laramie, serves the entire state, people of all genders, and they're funded by SBA in part, as well as the Wyoming Business Council in part. And one of the things they do is help artisans and have a goal of helping people develop businesses with handmade goods like you might see on Etsy, um, artists' products, those kind of things. They even have a retail store down in Laramie to help those companies connect with markets. And that can be a real challenge for those artisan businesses, but there's great resources out there to help. So tell me a little bit about what drew you to business and small business in particular? I think everybody's got a different story on that. But mine was that I was running a business and I really wasn't very good at it. And so I really wanted to learn how do you make a business be successful? And um, so this was more than 20 years ago when I shifted into small business, but I really got excited about it. And when I had the chance to um, really explore that, when I came to Wyoming, I worked for the Women's Business Center and just loved what the mission of the organization was, as with all our resource partners at SBA, to help entrepreneurs know how they can be successful. And I wish I'd known those resources were out there uh, a long time ago when, when I didn't know what to turn to. Yeah, it's got to be really intimidating in the beginning. Do you talk to mostly new or prospective business owners? You know, before COVID, I would say we were the best kept secret and we didn't get as many calls as we do now. But after so many small businesses, you know, experienced um, the Paycheck Protection Program, which was through SBA or received economic injury disaster loans, I think more businesses are familiar with them. So we've gotten, you know, calls that run the gamut from, hey, I'm, I'm starting a business. Can you connect me with some resources? Um, or I'm seeking funding to expand my business. What do you have for me? Or even, you know, I'm really seeing my private sector clients, um, you know, tighten up their purse strings. What's available in government contracting? And we can help with all of that. Oh, wow. Okay. So back to that gives me a lot of questions. Back to the beginning business owner. Well, and kind of your experience when you were starting out, what would have you done differently had you known all the things you know now from SBA? Back then, I probably didn't know a profit and loss statement from a balance sheet. I didn't really understand the business behind how to make the numbers work. 
And so I think that that's one of the things I see with businesses that are just getting started, that they might be really amazing at whatever it is that their product or service is going to be, right? Maybe they are an awesome plumber, but they haven't had um, as much experience on the business management side of things. And so trying to make sure to connect them with the Wyoming Small Business Development Center Network, here are resources that can help you plan your business, understand your financials, project your cash flow, um, and make sure that you've got adequate capital when you're starting your business. All of those things um, are things that can help people be more successful when they're starting business, taking time to really use all of the resources in the Business Resource Network funded by the Wyoming Business Council, um, programs hosted by the University of Wyoming. Um, there's just a, a breadth of resources available, and all people have to do is reach out to be connected with them. They're nearly all free. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And then you were saying, did, is it, um, so you guys provide financial assistance. Is it like a loan? Yeah. So you might have heard of SBA loans, right? So that would be the common way that you would hear it said. But really, those are loans provided by lenders around our communities, Um, private lenders, banks, um, sometimes credit unions participate in our programs. And what we can do is if there's a deal that a lender really wants to do, they really believe in this business plan, they have a great relationship with this um, individual but maybe it doesn't fit their credit standards for their bank. We can provide a guarantee on that loan and share in the risk with the lender. So those are some ways that we can help um, get that deal across the finish line. And um, our Women's Business Center even has a microloan program for loans of less than $50,000 for people who are just looking for a small amount of capital to get started. So there's resources that run the gamut from if you're just looking for a small loan to buy some equipment and get started to, you know, you're financing a commercial building. What are maybe some of the challenges that people overlook? Besides, you talked about crunching numbers and making sure you really understand the overhead and the kind of the the cost of your business overall to know what your profits could be. What else might people overlook? I think sometimes um, people fall in love with their product or service and think that everyone's going to want it and maybe they haven't done adequate research about what the market potential for that is. Um, you know, I think there's lots of ways you can test the market a little bit um, and um, and really kind of refine that. One of the things that we're trying to focus on now is helping businesses that are already established even take that next step into growing and and becoming even more successful. So for example, we are, for the first time in Wyoming, um, partnering on a Thrive entrepreneurship program. This one's going to be based down in Cheyenne, but we're really excited to see how this works. And it's going to be a, a business training class, leadership training, that's going to cover a six-month period and help businesses scale. And if we're successful, I would love to see this come to Casper in future years. Okay. Can you explain a little bit more what it is? Yeah, it's an SBA program that is free for small businesses. And um, it's been done in, in many other states over the years. Wyoming is going to partner with Colorado on it this year. 
because we know that even though Wyoming is super business friendly, the entrepreneurial ecosystem doesn't stop at the border. And so we're going to be working between Fort Collins and Cheyenne to look at helping businesses build relationships and expand their network across borders so that maybe, you know, a Wyoming business might be looking to expand into Colorado, or maybe we'll be having a business that's based in Colorado. And once they see how amazing Wyoming is, they're going to move here. Who knows? But it's exciting. Yeah, I could see why the Office of Tourism would be excited about that as well. But yeah, it's it's all connected is what I'm finding the more people I talk to. And it is. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. The other thing you touched on was governmental, was it governmental funding? Contracting. Or? Contracting. contracting. Okay. So what is this? Okay. So I love government contracting because the U.S. government is the largest purchaser of construction services and products in the world. And so when businesses learn how to access this market, it can really create jobs and help a business grow in ways that maybe they didn't expect to before. Um, And So it's terribly exciting for me to work with our Apex Accelerator, which is an organization that um, is part of the Small Business Development Center Network, receives some funding from the Wyoming Business Council and Department of Defense. And their job is to help small businesses figure out the process of government contracting. And we work really closely with them. We also at SBA work behind the scenes with federal agencies to make sure that small businesses get at least 23% of federal prime contracting dollars so that all those government contracts don't just go to the really large businesses out there, but that small businesses have a chance to get a bite at an apple on that. And um, it's just really pretty cool. Yeah, a quarter of the projects almost. Yeah. That is really cool. Okay. Um, what about taxes? How does that work? Can you explain it to someone who knows nothing about businesses and owning a business and all of that? Um, well, um, I, I think it's something that businesses have to plan for, right, to be smart about that. And we always encourage businesses to work with accounting professionals to understand their tax situation. It's nice in Wyoming because there's no business income tax here. That's what I was wondering about. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's that's a that's a pro, but also businesses just need to plan for it because especially when they're starting up, let's say you're a sole proprietor, you may not be thinking about the taxes you're going to file at the end of the year when you get started. And so sometimes people are caught by surprise at the end of the year if they haven't planned for that. So it's just good to be thinking about what are the taxes that I'm going to owe on this? Okay. And, and then do you pay taxes, income tax, if you're selling your product or your services out of state? Yeah, there can be situations like that. And so, you know, we would encourage, rather than me making a blanket statement about how the taxation works, work with an advisor. Reach out one-on-one to the Wyoming Small Business Development Center Network. And that's one of the real benefits that we have here is people can sit down with an advisor one-on-one with their situation for free confidential advising service and say, okay, here's my situation. Can you help me figure out what tax situation I might be if I'm selling to this state or on the Internet or or what my situation might be? Um, So there's a lot of help out there for things like that. This does seem like a really good way to mitigate a lot of the risk, especially since it's free. So that's awesome that you guys provide this. 
And then where can people go in Wyoming where they can sit down with an expert? Do they need to come to Casper or it sounds like they can go to Cheyenne? What about some of our more rural Yeah, that's a great question. If they want to check out the website for wyomingsbdc.org, there's um, a contact page there. And the offices around the state are shown there. Um, And so they can fill out a new client form and be referred to an advisor that's closest to them. Um, You know, there are offices in Powell and Laramie and um, Gillette and... Casper, um, many offices around the state, Riverton, um, but advisors also travel. And so that's one of the things um, that's available to people. But also, so many people became more uh, comfortable with working virtually during the pandemic. That is one of the upsides that we've seen, is it's super easy to jump on Zoom with someone and talk about your situation, share a spreadsheet, take a look at financials together without anybody having to travel. So it really can be how the client would like for services to be provided and what works best for them. Now, a big part of what you guys do is to champion new business owners and to encourage them. Is there ever a point where you have to kind of be more critical if you feel like the model that they have isn't going to work? Is that part of the the gig? You know, I think that what we do is provide resources to help people answer their own questions. Um, I would never want to tell someone that something won't work um, because... um, because I've seen things that have, um, you know, been surprising in the past. And so it's like, let's take a look at it. Run your projections. Do your research. See what you think. Um, but at the same token, if, you know, someone were to come into our office and, and say, you know, hey, I'm really thinking about renting all these great VHS tapes that I picked up at a garage sale over the weekend. Do you think that's going to work? We might take a look at that and and take a look at what competition is out there. But really, most of our advising is done through our resource partners at the Small Business Development Center and the Women's Business Center. So we're referring most customers who call us to those organizations or other entities around the state um, to kind of sit down and go through those things. Um, But, yeah, I think most people... You know, we really want to see people be successful, and we're hoping that through the business planning process that sometimes it's a real success if someone chooses to not start a business because they've seen, you know, maybe these numbers aren't going to pan out the way that I thought. I like that. It's kind of, yeah, instead of you telling people what to do, it's just giving information and they can figure it out themselves so you don't have to be the bearer of bad news or cautionary. Um, why do you think it's so important that we support local businesses and that we even see them flourish and grow? Well, I mean, they're what really make our communities amazing here, right? I mean, we want to see our friends and our neighbors um, create great jobs that keep people working in our communities. We want to have um, the places that create our quality of life here in Wyoming that we've come to really love. We want to see someone selling at a farmer's market on a weekend because it makes our our communities vibrant to have cool things to check out in our towns. Um, so absolutely, we support that. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think having fresher foods you might be getting if it's like something that's handmade a higher quality than what you're going to get somewhere else so i would definitely love to see more small businesses do you guys have data on 
how many small, like any kind of numbers that you could give me in terms of how many small businesses or ratios of business to the big guys that we have in Wyoming? What I can point to are some of the small business profiles that SBA has done. Um, Our Office of Advocacy does a fair bit of research on small business. Um, And for 2022 profile, um, 98.9% of Wyoming businesses um, are considered small, and um, they show that we have 72,000. Um, 81 of them. And so some of those are going to be one person firms, right? Someone just deciding that they're going to hang out a shingle and work for themselves. Um, And, um, you know, 64.1% of Wyoming employees work for small businesses. So, oh, wow, that is a lot bigger than I would have guessed. Yeah, it's amazing. It, yeah, it is. And, and you know, it gets a little technical in terms of if you were to ask me, what is a small business? Okay, I was, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, and the answer is it depends on the industry. And SBA puts together different size standards based on the industry. And it makes sense if you think about it, because a small mom and pop retailer is a different size business by number of employees or average annual revenues than a small airline manufacturer. Right. So gotcha. business can be quite large and still be considered small by SBA's standards. Oh, OK. This is excellent. And so there's some loan protection. What do you guys have for people in terms of is there like a counseling section of this or a kind of? Yeah, that's where I'm going with this because it can be so stressful. I, I think about like the farmers with 511. Is there some kind of mental health component with this? And if there's not, that's OK. But I just want to. That's such a cool question. There isn't that I'm aware of. We would refer to other mental health providers. But, you know, especially during the pandemic, we did get calls from people who were really concerned, you know, about whether their business was going to make it. And and um, so there were definitely times that we would, you know, try to research for them. Like, what are the resources available to support mental health in your community? And make sure to try to help connect them with those resources. Right, because, yeah, it can be so devastating and stressful. It can. And one of the things that entrepreneurs can do as well is find community with other entrepreneurs, right? Because it's one thing to come and talk with someone like me who works for the government, but it's another another whole thing to sit down with another small business owner and say, how did you handle this? How did you get through this problem when you went through it? That mentoring piece is huge. And so SBA has a national organization called SCORE, um, and uh, SCORE.org is their website. And you can search by industry. You can look at resumes. You can connect with someone who is in your industry specifically. Maybe they're not in your market, so they're not your direct competitor. But it's a great way to connect with someone else who's got some real-world experience who may be able to serve as that mentor. And when it does do well, a business starts to really prosper. Do you guys get to see that end result or is that kind of where your relationship stops with? Do you guys call them clients? We love to see success stories. And one of the things that we do um, on an annual basis are Small Business Week awards. And um, so it's an opportunity every year uh, for businesses to be nominated. They can nominate themselves. They can be nominated by someone in their community. Um, A business that's maybe done 
um, really succeeded in ways you're talking about. Maybe they've grown a number of employees. Maybe their um, average revenues have gone up. Maybe they've expanded to new locations. So it's one of the best parts of my job to get to go present those awards. And um, I just had the honor of doing that last month to Pizza Carrillo up in Gillette, who um, was our small business person of the year winner this year. I'll have to go check that out. Pizza Corillo? Yeah, Pizza Corillo. Excellent. Okay. Um, do you know off the top of your head, has anyone in Atrona County won in recent years? Yes. Um, Was I'm it Donnell's? Just, no. No? They oh. would be a great <laughs> nomination. Um I know they won some kind of award, so I thought maybe that was it. But. Yeah, there's lots of different awards out there, um, but we love to love to see those nominations come in. And it's a great way to celebrate your community, too, right? To right. recognize another business in your town. And, um, and, you know, this year the winners, you know, received a national award on the, in the Rose Garden at the White House. Oh. So it's a pretty big deal. Oh, that's awesome. Do you guys have like a Facebook page where you post things like this or pictures? Um, we have a local district website, sba.gov slash wy. And we're also on LinkedIn and Twitter right now. I'm just thinking about where people could go to see where it, it would be like public information to see these awards and get updates on small business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our website's a great place to go, but our, our resource partners really do an amazing job of getting information out to small businesses and and they're very active on social media as well. So I would encourage you to follow the Wyoming Small Business Development Center network, Wyoming Women's Business Center, you know, other entities around the state, the Wyoming Business Council. I have to give them a shout out because they do an amazing job of um, on their posts each week. Um, I've seen them in LinkedIn. I bet they're doing them on Facebook and other places too, where they're doing a rundown of different resource partner events around the state for manufacturing works, um, the Wyoming SBIR program for Impact 307, for entities that, you know, for, for programs that they're doing themselves. So it's a great way uh, follow the Wyoming Business Council and and see what they've got coming up too. Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, we're coming up on 30 minutes. Is there anything that you want to say to potential small business owners or just, you know, we're all buying products from these, it sounds like, with 70% um, customers of small businesses. Anything else you'd like to add? You know, I would just say if you've always kind of had in the back of your mind the thought about starting a small business, it really can be something worth taking a look at, um, you know, and you'll never know until you really sit down and kind of flesh out that idea to see if that's something you want to pursue, if this is the right time, if you want to wait to, you know, see what happens down the road. It's all good, but but don't just think about it, you know reach out to an advisor and and see what it might look like for you because maybe your small business dream can come true too. When you get to their website that she mentioned, that's sba.gov backslash wy, they have a ton of resources to check out, like 10 steps to start your business and how to manage and grow your business. They do have a few funding programs, including loans and information about grants for community organizations. Um, they have a ton of micro information, as I'm calling it. Like, it's not just big overviews of small business, but it's the little things, too. Um, I'm just looking at a piece called What's in a Name? A lot. And it's all about naming your business, obviously, which is something that I haven't given a lot of thought to. I should also mention that I'm not a business owner, so that's all right. But they go over trademarks and how to navigate getting a unique name. 
and also avoiding picking a trademark someone else already has. Then there's the entity name and the domain name. So all these little complexities that we might not always think about. Um, There are counselors who you can meet up with to help get you started. It says right here you just type in the zip code. Um, Overall, it seems like a great way to get some help if you're just getting started or even if you're in the belly of the beast right now, there are mentors to talk to. Lots of good stuff, so definitely check that out if you're curious. And also, for anyone who is curious, I went to the Small Business Admin's Economic Indicators for 2022, and I did learn some cool things specific to us here in the Cowboy State. The largest small business, that's kind of a weird oxymoron, instead of saying largest small business, what I mean is the most prevalent or common small businesses in Wyoming belong to the real estate industry, followed by the science and tech industry, and construction rounds out the top three. These correlate with the top earning businesses slightly. Construction is number one, tech is number two, but then retail is third. Real estate ranks seventh below healthcare and social assistance and food services. Looking at ownership, men own just about 52% of the small businesses, women own a little over 35% of the businesses, and the other 13% are owned equally by both groups. The last thing I want to dive into is why, why small businesses matter and why people want to see them succeed. Well, when we spend money at a privately owned local store, the money goes to paying someone in the community, usually who in turn is likely to turn around and spend some of that income in other local businesses. So the more small businesses in a neighborhood, the greater the web of local prosperity and potential for supporting one another. And while nobody likes to pay taxes, small businesses keep disposable income and tax money within their communities. And this money benefits the communities through support of schools, roads, and other municipal services. According to the SBA, small businesses have created 8.4 million net new jobs since the year 2000, 4 million more than large businesses. Additionally, they represent roughly 99% of all companies nationwide that have paid employees. I think there's also a special factor with small business in that they aren't typically pressed from a franchise cookie cutter. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love Five Guys, don't get me started, but it's cool to have unique, exclusive things that other places don't. Independently owned businesses reflect the culture of our communities and they can meet our needs in ways that bigger brands might not be able to. This has been Report to Wyoming, presented in the public interest by Town Square Media.